0: So funny. So it's like August. 12th, it's gonna be one of those days where all of my reserves of patience are tried and tested because it's not just patience that I need. It's compassion. It's understanding. It's empathy. It's like every kind Christ-like attribute under the sun is what I'll need to do because, like. just get so done i get so done because it's like i'm in charge of my own life and my own choices and then i choose to live with people that make choices that affect me you know it's the same as somebody that that lives with an alcoholic for example they live with somebody that has an addiction to alcohol and so they are the ones that take care of everybody else that is addicted to that And so then they are the ones that are cleaning up the messes, they're the ones like driving them around because they're too drunk or like, you know, like that kind of thing. And I know I'm not dealing with that because literally I live with some of the most awesome human beings on the earth. I'm a little bit biased, right? It's kind of cool that I get to birth people and it's kind of cool that I get to like be a companion to somebody that's like amazing, right? So all of that is really gravy, right? And every so often I just get a little bit like on my edge because I have yet to learn empathy, compassion, understanding, patience, all of those things which are necessary for a human being to develop naturally, right? Like to be like organically growing according to their own pace and their own knowledge and their own testimony and all of these things rather than having it being forced down their throat And thinking that they have to be forced into living or being or doing things in a certain way because somebody else has this idea that that's what they want to micromanage their life into, right? And so it's like, this is probably what a lot of people go through that have, like, you know, people in their life that have tendencies to get sick really often because of certain triggers right and it's like it just tries my patience so much right like i talk to caregivers all the time how exhausted they are all the time because the people that they care for keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again like and and that's okay right because it's okay when we can like lean on jesus to like get his compassion and borrow his love and understanding for these people that are still learning their lessons because clearly i'm still learning them too like i'm a hypocrite that's like one of the things i wanted to start my talk with and um this sunday i have a talk to give and it's like i really want to be able to like nail out this whole perspective that like yeah hypocrites that's kind of what and where we're at and that's where all of us are at And it's like, we just can't think that we're anything better than what we actually are. Right. And like if we're getting all tizzied out because of somebody else's weakness, likely it's because we are living through that weakness personally as well. Right. And that's why we're so hard on them about it because we are hard on ourselves about it. Right. And so that's something that I need to process through. I need to figure out how I'm going to be this person that is somehow empathetic, compassionate, understanding, and like patient, right? Like I'm just like, sometimes I'm just right at my limits about all of that because I just want to go and have fun. I just want to have a day where I can just organize it and say, hey, this is, these are all the things that are planned for like every hour of the day so that we can go to a birthday party at this time and this... And, like, there's things that happen. There's an SOP. There's a standard operating procedure to get there, right? Like, we can't just show up in our underwear. We can't just go there without having eaten anything. We can't just go there thinking, oh, like, I I ate meat the other night. And then I I ate, like, wheat here. And I, like, you know, I'm stuffing my body with all these things that, like, make it have triggers to, like, get sick. And then I'm going to go to this birthday party and just, like, eat everything there, right? Like, it's like, yes, regular people that have immune systems that are somehow able to digest it all and not get sick from it, fine. Let them do their thing, right? But for people like, like the people that I know, right? Like It's not like that. That is not the reality. The reality is we need to eat Greenland foods all the time, right? Like, And if we haven't been, then we're already susceptible to get any kind of illness. And so because of that, if I already know that we haven't been eating any green light foods, then it usually means we're having healing days over and over and over again until anybody gets it into their mindset and in their heart set to actually be like, oh, I'm committed to eating green light foods, right? Because really the logic is we eat the green light foods so that we can go and have fun. If we do not, then we go and lay in our beds like pretty simple or we sit on the toilet for hours wondering why nothing's happening, right? Like that's just it. Like there's no party that's going to happen. There's not like there's no fun that's going to happen. It's just like like it's so such a paradox too though, right? Like I can't be hard on anyone because it's like the fun, "quote unquote" fun foods are the foods that make it so that a person cannot have fun anymore, right? It's like after they eat it, the fun has ended, right? Like Like the fun is the anticipation of it and then the happening and then it's done, right? Whereas when when a person has the mindset to be like, let's eat foods to help us have fun because we're gonna eat these foods that are gonna make us stronger and healthier so that we can have even more fun for the thing that we're eating so that we can get to it and we're not just dying on our way there and then pretending and like, you know, it's just like, I need to work through my own frustrations because I need to be so much more compassionate. I need to be so much more understanding because I think I struggle with it myself. I struggle with myself. I still struggled with it when I was little. There's no way that I would have ever understood that as a young person. So it's like I'm struggling with my own impatience of like understanding child development and how I can't be pushing these young people and these little people into this idea that's a grown-up idea right who is going to believe it who is going to understand that that's the truth right nobody nobody does so it's like I can't even make any plans with these people until they're all like 30 years old and we can all just be on this same idea length of like oh let's get ready to have fun together and let's make sure we're all on the same page and have how we can get there, right? Like, I think there's a really solid reason why Heavenly Father asked us to to look at this word of wisdom and he's like, hey, I want to have fun with you, right? Like, I want to spend time with you. I want to have the best daddy-daughter dates, daddy-son days, like, as possible. And I know it's not going to happen unless if we align to this word of wisdom So that we can have the most fun possible, right? We can go to the, we can walk and not be weary and run and not faint, right? But it's like when, when we don't, it's like we then have to go through weeks and weeks, days and days of just like turmoil because of our own choices and because of the consequences that are just part of the laws of health and it's just like, it's exhausting. It's just like if a person had a certain amount of money and they just keep going into debt, right? And then we, you have to deal with the consequences. You have to pay it all off, and it's the same. It's like food debt, right? It's like, it's like you just have to take the time to then, you know, use all this boring energy. That's the thing. It's like, it's so boring to like pay off debt. It's so boring to like get better after being sick. It's just like one of my worst. And But at the same time, it's like I have to develop some level of acceptance about it all because what else am I going to do? Like, I cannot make other people's choices. I am not supposed to make their choices for them. And so it's like, okay, I will just keep doing what it's mine to do and be some kind of a compassionate, accepting, loving kind of a person while other people fumble through their own stuff. Because I get to... I get to fumble through my own stuff. Like, I don't have anybody harping on me because I'm really not good at making the home look like a home designed, like heavenly space. Like, and I have people that are compassionate to me, right? So it's like I have to give, I have to offer that same level of compassion that's being offered to me to other people so that I can have any level, like it's forgiveness. That's what it is. That's what it all is. That's what this empathy is. That's what this compassion is. That's what this, you know, like acceptance, it's all about forgiveness. And that is exactly the thing that I struggle with so bad is finding my forgiveness. And so I am just going to be processing that today because I am kind of a psycho fanatic in some ways, right? Like, like, who cares about these kinds of things? Like, nobody usually cares, but because I'm such a fun fanatic, I care. Because it's like, if I can make sure that something is the most possible fun as possible, I will make it happen, right? And I will do anything in my power to ensure that that can be the most, like, consistent, reliable experience ever, Right? And then when other people get thrown into the mix and they, they do their things, I have to somehow have my plans to be like, yes, there is absolute room all the time for people to use their agency. And that's what it is about. It's like, no, this, is, this, this plan isn't just for people that are forced into um, making choices. This plan works for only, this plan only works for people that exercise their own agency, right? And so it's like, how can I get into this rhythm where I can just really align to understanding what this forgiveness portion is like, what this agency um, enabling portion is like, and somehow be able to be, mind my own business, basically, and and just do what is mine to do, and let others use their agency. And be some kind of a supportive person along the way. Like a happy, supportive person, right? Because like, I don't know, I think I'm kind of hard on myself too. Like the best thing ever was when I was like, oh, I was so delighted when I was like with a family. And and then I had this one experience where I got to see one of my friends almost lose it, right? It was just so good. I loved that moment. Because it was basically like one of her... You know, children had chosen to make a choice that made an inconvenience for her for the day, and it was the best, right? I was so happy to see that somebody else, one of my friends, who is like one of the top-notch people that I know of, that just always keeps their cool, always keeps their even keel, always keeps their calm, and she <laughs> was that best. It was like the child said this such and such thing, and then they were just like, that is so annoying. Like, that is so annoying. I am so frustrated right now. Like, I'm kind of mad at you right now, right? And, and it was like, I was like, oh my goodness, you're a human being, right? And it was just so lovely. And maybe that's me right now. It's like, I, I know I can be better. Like, I don't have to be bitter right now. I, I don't have to be unforgiving. I don't have to be. And yet I'm so, all of those things, like I'm just trying to, like, it, it's, it's almost like how I imagine my body responds every time I feed it something that it doesn't want. It's like, it's like, it, you know, it's working so hard to process every single cell, every single next process in the body, and then suddenly I throw in like a candy, or I throw in a chocolate, or I throw in a meat, or throw in a chip, whatever, Right. And then it like takes it and it's just like offended. It's like, are you kidding me? I am spending every working hour, every sweat, blood and tear to make sure your body is alive and well. And you just, you give me garbage to work with? Like, like, what is this? Like, what, who do you think I am, right? (laughs) And so that's kind of me. It's like, maybe I'm one of those crazy people. It's like, I, ever since I was pregnant, ever since I'm like, raising these people that are like beautiful human beings, like I was so meticulous about every single thing that would ever go into their bowl or their spoon or whatever to make sure it was always like top-notch quality, make sure it's going to be something that's really strengthening to them and healing to their gut or all of these kinds of things. Like every checklist that I could have to say that it was a good thing, to help their bodies to be strong and well. I like checked it off and I was like, okay, yeah, this is a green light food, right? And then and then it's a real thing. It's like people get to the point where they actually get to use their own agency. They are the ones calling the shots for their own life, and it's like, yeah, lovely, right? Like and I have to let them be that way. I have to let them Be the toddlers, be the the ones that are getting scrapes, be the ones that are biffing it, you know, be the ones that are just like wondering why they're hurting so much and all of these things because that's how it goes. That's how a toddler goes from crawling to walking to running. They're not going to get to running unless if they've gotten every scrape that they possibly could have gotten in the process of getting there, right? And so I need to be okay with allowing for all the scrapes that are going to happen along the journey. You know, I can say, Hey, this is a nice safe path to walk on. And some of them will follow on the safe, happy path. Others of them will go on like the off route, the off, the off, like, you know, off-roading road. And yes, they might end up safe sometimes. And then other times they run the risk and then they're like, Oh, well that hurt. It's like, yeah, okay, that's, that's a good thing for you to know for yourself. Right? So it's like, I just need to be in that mindset to be like, yep, this is all part of the day, you know, in the same way where it's like, I can't just bubble people. I can't just be like, oh, you can never use a knife or you can never hold glass or you can never whatever. Right? Like I just, I'm just kind of done with these never things. And I'm kind of wanting to totally embrace, you know what? If you want to go and do that, you go for it. And just so you know, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, I wouldn't do that because I know from my own experience that I've been there, done that. It's old news and I've moved on and I'm ready for more fun in my life. I need more. I'm okay having variety and fun in other things. I don't need to have the fun of like wondering when's the next time I'm going to get to play or have fun or all of these things. And, and because I'm, I do, I totally suffer from like fear of missing out. So like FOMO, I am such a serious FOMO person that that's probably one of the highest things, the highest like motivators for me to stay healthy because I have such a deep FOMO. Like I hate being at home when I know I'm missing out on like every single party that's happening that week. Right. I've done it already. Like I know what that feels like. You have planned and anticipated and hoped for all these things. And then suddenly like I can't go. Right. Cause I'm not allowed to go or I'm not accepted to go or not welcome because of the choices that I made. Right. And so it's like, yeah, lovely. And then because like, There's enough choices that I make or not make, like there's enough life circumstances that that I don't get to control. Sometimes I don't even get to control when I get sick, right? So there's enough of those. So if there is a solvable problem that I can solve as often as possible, I try to make sure I just solve it, right? So that I don't have to add more FOMO experiences into my life. And then I have to just give room and space for other people to make their choices so that yes, they are going to make choices that are going to cause for my FOMO and that is a part of living right? It just is. It's just the same way as like, oh yes, like I can do everything I possibly can to make a room look a certain way. But then because it's a part of my living, it will get obliterated within like 30 seconds, five minutes, 10 minutes because there's other people in my life that don't have a testimony of like living in a really nice house. Or like don't have a testimony of wanting to live without bugs or wanting to live without trash and garbage and those kinds of things, living and breathing in it and swimming it kind of thing, right? They're just like focused on other things. And so it's like I just have to somehow have the forgiveness is what I'm learning. The forgiveness, acceptance, patience, kindness, compassion, all these things so that I can just like get through the day without anybody dying. Like, including myself, right? Like it's just like, come on here. Let's just let's just do life and do this. Cause it is kind of a thing. It's like when I'm not willing to be forgiving, it's a stressful life. It's like it's like I'm holding on to something and and making it worse or whatever. And I'm just like struggling with that. Um Because it's like Cause if I'm like having a hard time with forgiving something, it's usually because it's probably for some kind of a good reason, right? Like everybody does have a good reason for why they're holding on to unforgiveness, right? Because they were hurt, right? It's like it's like it's like you feel betrayed, or you feel like all of the effort that you just put in is just obliterated because somebody else chooses to use their choices in a way that negatively affects you, right? And like they think that they're just making choices for their own life, but they don't realize until later, like maybe 20 years later, that their choices actually affect someone else's life, right? And and I know that it took me a good 20 years, right? So it's not like I can really even have these conversations with like people around me right now. It's just like I need to somehow process them and somehow get to this level of like, ultimate forgiveness, and I know I won't be able to do it by myself, I'm probably going to do, have to do a lot more pondering, and a lot more um, self-searching, and praying, and searching in scriptures, and like, all of those things, because I'm sure Heavenly Father understands, I'm sure our Savior understands, like, He died for us, right, and yet there's people all over the world that totally abuse their power as a human being. Whereas he died so that we could be good human beings, right? And yet there's people all over the world and they will abuse their power of agency so that they will intoxicate themselves. They will make it so that they live the most laziest, like the most like wasteful life ever. And just like most destructive and all of these things. And I get it. I get why they are such amazing human beings to be so forgiving of all these people and their choices that they make that are foolish. There is so much foolishness in the world. And I just think about Nephi and Lamanites and like, you know, like Laman and Leviel, like they were just so, so misled, so deceived. And I just feel so much for Nephi, for like Moroni, like just watching all these people kill each other. And it's just like, as a mother, I have to somehow come to grips with that, right? Because I realize not everybody around me is going to make choices in the way that I would make choices, right? And I don't expect them to, right? Like, because clearly, every single person needs to own their own life. They need to make their own decisions. I make my, I make decisions for them until they're, like, maybe two or so. Until then, they're the ones choosing to put things in their mouth, right? Like, and and then it's, it's, it's on them, right? But then I still need to understand when it's my turn to be like, yeah, but I need to brush your teeth. Because, like, you don't know how to, like, get to all the places. Because otherwise, like... Yes, there's like a $1,000 thing for each tooth, but also mostly it's like, I want you to have a good life, right? Like, like I just, I just struggle so bad because like as they get older, sometimes they get into these phases where it's just like, I hate mom mentality, right? It's like, that's like their whole life mission is to hate mom and hate everything that mom stands for and, and believes in and cares about and all of this kind of thing. So sometimes it's a temptation to be like, I don't want them to know what I care about. I don't want them to know what's important to me. I don't want them to know because I care for their well-being. And so like, it's like as if I need to pretend that I care about their destruction so that when they get into those phases of, like, rebellion or whatever, they can actually be going towards light instead of going towards darkness because that's kind of what I had. I But I don't think that my own parents were, were working towards my destruction. I just feel like sometimes there was instances where I had a hard time with the choices or the choices that they couldn't make because they may not have known the language or they might not have had the life experience or education, to then enable me to have certain choices. Right. And then, so then I was left in the dark sometimes. And so now it's like, what am I going to do? Like, I just feel so lame. It's like, what's the point in me caring about well being and good lives and like, and being strong and healthy and like, and following like attaching myself to Heavenly Father and like living and keeping my covenants and like entering into more covenants and all these things. I can totally understand why so many parents go astray after their children leave the church, for example, because they have such a struggle with this idea of like, what was the point of all of my effort if all of it's just going to go to trash anyways, right? It's all just going to be stuffed into a garbage can, right? But I really believe in what Heavenly Father says to those parents that are just, like, struggling, because their kids are struggling. It's like, he says, just keep on the path, and because of the covenants that you've made in the temple, they will come back. They just will. You know, like, they're going to know when they get to the deepest of deeps, kind of like the um, sun the paragon son, I don't even know the word. It's like a prodigal son, right? Like that's the word. Um, Where the guy, the the son, like there was two sons, then they were all given like, or no, there was one son and he was given all these riches and stuff and then he went and wasted it all away. And it wasn't until he was eating pig food in someone else and he was a slave or whatever, then he decided, oh, wait a minute, I think my parents knew something, right? Like I'm gonna go and see them, right? And, and just kind of say sorry and just kind of make things better. And, and, and then the dad was totally like, oh my goodness, like I've just been waiting for you to come, right? And so I'm just like trying to process all these things like earlier on because I can see it all coming, right? It's all patterns of behavior. So it's like I'm trying to process it now So then I'm not like surprised later when that those patterns of behavior lead to paths that are unknown. And so I'm just like Yeah, like I'm I'm processing and I'm having a hard time with that. So thankfully I can work with what I do know and work with the powers of heaven to please help me. I'm probably going to do some family history work or something. to so just like amplify this opportunity even more for me to just like be clear minded and be some kind of a person to be ready to be helpful and some kind of a guide of some sort. Cause I just feel so lame and I feel like such a waste and I feel like so useless. And I know that all those feelings are kind of alive that Satan really wants me to feel as often as possible because he really does. He wants me to feel bored all the time. He would love if I were, if I submitted to the idea that I was bored all the time and I just let him choose what I was going to put into the stage of my mind, you know, and I'd, I'd be like, oh, I'm just so bored, right? Like, like Satan, what do you want me to think about? Right? Like, and all of this kind of stuff. But it's like, for me, it's like, no, I need to, like I said this morning, it's like, I need to step into this place where it's like, what, what is mine to do that I can do to help with my physical goals, to help with my spiritual goals, to help with my intellectual goals, to help with my social goals. Thankfully, I was able to make like a play date, kind of a schedule for like the next week, for example, and just make something for like an 11 o'clock, just for next week anyway. And that was nice to be like, oh, well, there's a nice experience that we can look forward to if people are healthy, right? Like, (laughs) I'm such a fanatic. I just want to have fun. But I need to be okay (laughs) that other people aren't on the same page. And that's okay, right? Like, we're not going to be healthy every time it's a play date. We're just not, right? Like, we're not going to be ready every time there's a birthday party. Like, we're just not, like, we're not going to be ready every time there's anything going on. Like, it's just, like, I'm not on other people's schedules. My kids are not on my schedules. We're not on other people's schedules. It's quite a miracle that anybody ever coordinates anything to to be on the same time frame as other people. It is a miracle every time, right? Especially when we're working with so many moving parts of diapers and food schedules and wake-up times and all of this kind of stuff right like and i i'm grateful that i was able to process some of this today because i was getting so tizzied out i was getting so mad and so like frustrated about simple things right like about like when we go to bed at night and when we wake up in the morning and all these things and like how fast we get ready for like the day and those kinds of things things that are just so micromanaging that are just all about perfectionism and really not founded on like truth, right? They're just all about trying to control people. And I was just getting so tizzied out about like all of the things that I wish I could control in other people. But at the same time, it's like, I don't need to. If Heavenly Father really wanted me to control something and it was necessary, I think he would give me that opportunity. But because he's created this plan, that is all about not controlling but to like enable people to then make their choices and learn from them it's like that's what it is that's just what it is and i can't think that it needs to be something else that it is than what it is and so i'm just learning how to be this person that's accepting of letting go of control and accepting of letting go of perfectionism and accepting of, like, embracing forgiveness and accepting of um, believing that I really need help. Like, I need all the help from heaven I can possibly tap into with any covenant, any commandment, any, anything that I can just tap into so that I can, like... One, feel closer to my Heavenly Father so that that can be awesome. And two, to just, like, live a better life, right? Like, like I've spent enough years and hours and time just, like, wasting, right? Like, and that's one of the superpowers of, of people that are raised in a home with a parent that's an immigrant and a mental illness. It's just, like, you get into this phase where you wait for your whole life. The whole first 20 years of your life, you're basically waiting. You're just waiting and growing your desire until you get to the point where you're old enough to then do the life that you actually want to live, but not just do it and fall, but you're actually learning the skills so that when you do your life, you can actually keep it up, right? And it's not just like a two-hour stint. Oh, I'm going to move out and actually I'm going to move back in, right? Like it's like, no, like it's... It's like you wait your whole life so that you're developing all those skills so that once it's time for you to just, like, pick up and take off like a bird and fly, you can actually stay there and stay flying for as long as you want to, right? And you don't even have to touch down unless if it's, like, an emergency or, like, you know, it's not, like, part of your thing. Like, you can actually just keep flying, right? And that's kind of, like, where I'm coming from is, like, I am learning that... I've been flying for quite some time now and, and that it's on me to give other people the opportunity to learn the things they need to learn so that they can fly when it's their turn to fly, right? But at the same time, I can't force them. I can't just be like, push them off the edge and be like, oh, fly. And like, you know, right? Like they need to be the ones to take those steps to practice at flying, right? And so it's like, I have no idea. I have no idea how that happens. All I know is that for me, it happened in the way where it was trial and error all the time. It was like, oh, hey, let's go and do this and have this. Ouch. ow! you know, like, I don't want to do that again. Right. And it was back and forth all the time. And it's like, yes, people could give me recommendations, which they did. Thankfully, I was exposed to the word of wisdom and like, you know, living a life that was as free as possible from alcohol and those kinds of things before I was invited to my first party with all those things, right? And that's the thing that I feel like I am not doing a good job of. I don't think that I'm educating the people around me well enough before we go to our first party, right? Where all of those things are going to be offered, right? And, and helping them understand like, how they're going to role play that experience so that they can feel empowered to feel like they can go to a party if they want to Or they could actually just not, right? Like some people just choose the not route because it's way too hard for them to be um, upfront about how they do things in their personal time, right? And that they they don't want to have to compromise that in a social situation. And so most people just choose the route of not going to the party, right? i had to do that a lot. I was like, I'd rather not have to explain to all these people that are going to get drunk or whatever of what I'm trying to do and risk, you know, whatever that they might be offended or because they don't understand about this that or the other. Like I usually just chose to not go. Um, but then there's like other instances where, yeah, like you get into situations where it's your job or something, right. Or whatever, like where you just have to get into this rhythm to understand how would you be able to do this if you really had to, right? Like for other reasons, Um, And so I'm just kind of like, whatever, I am just going to do my own life. And when people are hungry for something, I can offer, right? If they're not hungry, then I'm just stuffing somebody that's already full with whatever they chose to be full with. that's kind of some of my thought processes. So funny. So, it's like August 12th. It's gonna be one of those days where all of my reserves of patience are tried and tested. Because it's not just patience that I need, it's compassion, it's understanding, it's empathy, it's like every kind Christ-like attribute under the sun is what I'll need to do because like I just get so done I get so done because it's like I'm in charge of my own life and my own choices and then I choose to live with people that make choices that affect me you know it's the same as somebody that that lives with an alcoholic for example they live with somebody that has an addiction to alcohol and so they are the ones that take care of everybody else that is addicted to that And so then they are the ones that are cleaning up the messes. They're the ones like driving them around because they're too drunk or like, you know, like that kind of thing. And I know I'm not dealing with that because literally I live with some of the most awesome human beings on the earth. I'm a little bit biased, right? It's kind of cool that I get to birth people and it's kind of cool that I get to like be a companion to somebody that's like amazing, right? So all of that is really gravy, right? And every so often I just get a little bit like on my edge because I have yet to learn empathy, compassion, understanding, patience, all of those things which are necessary for a human being to develop naturally, right? Like to be like organically growing according to their own pace and their own knowledge and their own testimony and all of these things rather than having it being forced down their throat And thinking that they have to be forced into living or being or doing things in a certain way because somebody else has this idea that that's what they want to micromanage their life into, right? And so it's like, this is probably what a lot of people go through. That have, like, you know, people in their life that have tendencies to get sick really often because of certain triggers, right? And it's like, it just tries my patience so much, right? Like, I talk to caregivers all the time, how exhausted they are all the time, because the people that they care for keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. Like, and, and that's okay, right? It's okay when we can, like, lean on Jesus to, like, get his compassion and borrow his love and understanding for these people that are still learning their lessons because clearly I'm still learning them too like I'm a hypocrite that's like one of the things I wanted to start my talk with and um this Sunday I have a talk to give and it's like I really want to be able to like nail out this whole perspective that like yeah hypocrites that's kind of what and where we're at and That's where all of us are at. And it's like, we just can't think that we're anything better than what we actually are, right? And like, if we're getting all tizzied out because of somebody else's weakness, likely it's because we are living through that weakness personally as well, right? And that's why we're so hard on them about it because we are hard on ourselves about it, right? And so that's something that I need to process through. I need to figure out how I'm going to be this person that is somehow empathetic, compassionate, understanding and like patient, right? Like I'm just like, sometimes I'm just right at my limits about all of that because I just want to go and have fun. I just want to have a day where I can just organize it and say, hey, this is, these are all the things that are planned for like every hour of the day so that we can go to a birthday party at this time and this... And, like, there's things that happen. There's an SOP. There's a standard operating procedure to get there, right? Like, we can't just show up in our underwear. We can't just go there without having eaten anything. We can't just go there thinking, oh, like, I I ate meat the other night. And then I I ate, like, wheat here. And I, like, you know, I'm stuffing my body with all these things that, like, make it have triggers to, like, get sick. And then I'm going to go to this birthday party and just, like, eat everything there, right? Like, it's like, yes, regular people that have immune systems that are somehow able to digest it all and not get sick from it fine let them do their thing right but for people like like the people that i know right like it's not like that that is not the reality the reality is we need to eat greenland foods all the time right like and if we haven't been then we're already susceptible to get any kind of illness And so because of that, if I already know that we haven't been eating any green light foods, then it usually means we're having healing days over and over and over again until anybody gets it into their mindset and in their heart set to actually be like, oh, I'm committed to eating green light foods, right? Because really the logic is we eat the green light foods so that we can go and have fun. If we do not, then we go and lay in our beds like pretty simple or we sit on the toilet for hours wondering why nothing's happening, right? Like, that's just it. Like, there's no party that's going to happen. There's not like, there's no fun that's going to happen. It's just like, like, it's so, such a paradox too though, right? Like I can't be hard on anyone because it's like the fun quote unquote, fun foods are the foods that make it so that a person cannot have fun anymore. Right? It's like after they eat it, the fun has ended, right? Like, Like the fun is the anticipation of it and then the happening and then it's done, right? Whereas when when a person has the mindset to be like, let's eat foods to help us have fun because we're gonna eat these foods that are gonna make us stronger and healthier so that we can have even more fun for the thing that we're eating so that we can get to it and we're not just dying on our way there and then pretending and like, you know, it's just like, I need to work through my own frustrations because I need to be so much more compassionate. I need to be so much more understanding because I think I struggle with it myself. I struggle with myself. I still struggled with it when I was little. There's no way that I would have ever understood that as a young person. So it's like I'm struggling with my own impatience of like understanding child development and how I can't be pushing these young people and these little people into this idea that's a grown up idea, right? Who is going to believe it? Who is going to understand that that's the truth, right? Nobody, nobody does. So it's like, I can't even make any plans with these people until they're all like 30 years old and we can all just be on this same idea length of like, oh, let's get ready to have fun together. And let's make sure we're all on the same page and have how we can get there, right? Like, I think there's a really solid reason why Heavenly Father asked us to to look at this Word of Wisdom, and He's like, hey, I want to have fun with you, right? Like, I want to spend time with you. I want to have the best daddy-daughter dates, daddy-son dates, like, as possible, and I know it's not going to happen unless if we align to this Word of Wisdom, so that we can have the most fun possible, right? We can go to the, we can walk and not be weary and run and not faint, right? But it's like when, when we don't, it's like we then have to go through weeks and weeks, days and days of just like turmoil because of our own choices and because of the consequences that are just part of the laws of health. And it's just like, it's exhausting. It's just like if a person had a certain amount of money and they just keep going into debt, right? And then we you have to deal with the consequences. You have to pay it all off. And it's the same. It's like food debt, right? It's like it's like you just have to take the time to then, you know, use all this boring energy. That's the thing. It's like it's so boring to like pay off debt. It's so boring to like get better after being sick. It's just like one of my worst. And, but at the same time, it's like I have to develop some level of acceptance about it all because what else am I going to do? Like, I cannot make other people's choices. I am not supposed to make their choices for them. And so it's like, okay, I will just keep doing what it's mine to do and be some kind of a compassionate, accepting, loving kind of a person while other people fumble through their own stuff. Because I get to... I get to fumble through my own stuff. Like, I don't have anybody harping on me because I'm really not good at making the home look like a home designed, like heavenly space. Like, and I have people that are compassionate to me, right? So it's like I have to give, I have to offer that same level of compassion that's being offered to me to other people so that I can have any level, like it's forgiveness. That's what it is. That's what it all is. That's what this empathy is. That's what this compassion is. That's what this, you know, like acceptance, it's all about forgiveness. And that is exactly the thing that I struggle with so bad is finding my forgiveness. And so I am just going to be processing that today because I, I'm kind of a psycho fanatic in some ways, right? Like, Like who cares about these kinds of things? Like nobody usually cares, but because I'm such a fun fanatic, I care because it's like, if I can make sure that something is the most possible fun as possible, I will make it happen. Right. And I will do anything in my power to ensure that that can be the most like consistent, reliable experience ever. Right. And then when other people get thrown into the mix and they, they do their things, I have to somehow have my plans to be like, yes, there is absolute room all the time for people to use their agency. And that's what it is about. It's like, no, this is this, this plan isn't just for people that are forced into um, making choices. This plan works for only this plan only works for people that exercise their own agency, right? And so it's like, how can I get into this rhythm where I can just really align to understanding what this forgiveness portion is like, what this agency um, enabling portion is like, and somehow be able to be, mind my own business, basically, and, and just do what is it's mine to do and let others use their agency. And be some kind of a supportive person along the way. Like a happy, supportive person, right? Because like, I don't know, I think I'm kind of hard on myself too. Like the best thing ever was when I was like, oh, I was so delighted when I was like with a family. And and then I had this one experience where I got to see one of my friends almost lose it, right? It was just so good. I loved that moment. Because it was basically like one of her... You know, children had chosen to make a choice that made an inconvenience for her for the day, and it was the best, right? I was so happy to see that somebody else, one of my friends, who is like one of the top-notch people that I know of, that just always keeps their cool, always keeps their even keel, always keeps their calm, and she <laughs> was the best. It was like the child said the such and such thing, and then they were just like, that is so annoying. Like, that is so annoying. I am so frustrated right now. Like, I'm kind of mad at you right now, right? And, and it was like, I was like, oh my goodness, you're a human being, right? And it was just so lovely. And maybe that's me right now. It's like, I, I know I can be better. Like, I don't have to be bitter right now. I, I don't have to be unforgiving. I don't have to be. And yet I'm so, all of those things, like I'm just trying to, like, it, it's, it's almost like how I imagine my body responds every time I feed it something that it doesn't want. It's like, it's like, it, you know, it's working so hard to process every single cell, every single next process in the body, and then suddenly I throw in like a candy, or I throw in a chocolate, or I throw in a meat, or throw in a chip, whatever, Right. And then it like takes it and it's just like offended. It's like, are you kidding me? I am spending every working hour, every sweat, blood and tear to make sure your body is alive and well. And you just, you give me garbage to work with? Like, like, what is this? Like, what, who do you think I am, right? And so that's kind of me. It's like, maybe I'm one of those crazy people. It's like, I, ever since I was pregnant, ever since I'm like, raising these people that are like beautiful human beings. Like I was so meticulous about every single thing that would ever go into their bowl or their spoon or whatever to make sure it was always like top notch quality, to make sure it's going to be something that's really strengthening to them and healing to their gut or all of these kinds of things. Like every checklist that I could have to say that it was a good thing. To help their bodies to be strong and well, I like checked it off and I was like, okay, yeah, this is a green light food, right? And then, and then it's a real thing. It's like people get to the point where they actually get to use their own agency. They are the ones calling the shots for their own life. And it's like, yeah, lovely, right? Like, and I have to let them be that way. I have to let them be the toddlers, be the the ones that are getting scrapes, be the ones that are biffing it, you know, be the ones that are just like wondering why they're hurting so much and all of these things, because that's how it goes. That's how a toddler goes from crawling to walking to running. They're not gonna get to running unless if they've gotten every scrape that they possibly could have gotten in the process of getting there, right? And so I need to be okay with allowing for all the scrapes that are going to happen along the journey. You know, I can say, hey, this is a nice, safe path to walk on. And some of them will follow on the safe, happy path. Others of them will go on, like, the off route, the off, the off, like, you know, off-roading road. And, yes, they might end up safe sometimes. And then other times they run the risk. And then they're like, oh, well, that hurt. It's like, yeah, okay, that's, that's a good thing for you to know for yourself, right? So it's like, I just need to be in that mindset to be like, yep, this is all part of the day. You know, in the same way where it's like, I can't just bubble people. I can't just be like, oh, you can never use a knife or you can never hold glass or you can never whatever, right? Like I just, I'm just kind of done with these never things and I'm kind of wanting to totally embrace you know what if you want to go and do that you go for it and just so you know I wouldn't recommend it like I wouldn't do that because I know from my own experience that I've been there done that it's old news and I've moved on and I'm ready for more fun in my life I need more I'm okay having variety and fun in other things I don't need to have the fun of like wondering when's the next time I'm going to get to play or have fun or all of these things. And, and because I'm, I do, I totally suffer from like fear of missing out. So like FOMO, I am such a serious FOMO person that that's probably one of the highest things, the highest like motivators for me to stay healthy because I have such a deep FOMO. Like I hate being at home when I know I'm missing out on like every single party that's happening that week, right? I've done it already. Like I know what that feels like. You have planned and anticipated and hoped for all these things. And then suddenly like I can't go, right? Because I'm not allowed to go or I'm not accepted to go or not welcome because of the choices that I made, right? And so it's like, yeah, lovely. And then because like, There's enough choices that I make or not make like there's enough life circumstances that, that I don't get to control. Sometimes I don't even get to control when I get sick, right? So there's enough of those. So if there is a solvable problem that I can solve as often as possible, I try to make sure I just solve it. Right? So that I don't have to add more FOMO experiences into my life. And then I have to just give room and space for other people to make their choices so that, Yes, they are going to make choices that are going to cause for my FOMO. And that is a part of living, right? It just is. It's just the same way as like, oh, yes, like I can do everything I possibly can to make a room look a certain way. But then because it's a part of my living, it will get obliterated within like 30 seconds, 5 minutes, 10 minutes, because there's other people in my life that don't have a testimony of like living in a really nice house or like don't have a testimony of wanting to live without bugs or wanting to live without trash and garbage and those kinds of things, living and breathing in it and swimming it kind of thing. Right? They're just like focused on other things. And so it's like, I just have to somehow have the forgiveness is what I'm learning. The forgiveness, acceptance, patience, kindness, compassion, all these things, so that I can just, like, get through the day without anybody dying. Like, including myself, right? Like, it's just like, come on here. Let's just, let's just do life and do this. Because it is kind of a thing. It's like when I'm not willing to be forgiving, it's a stressful life. It's like, it's like I'm holding on to something and and making it worse or whatever. And I'm just, like, struggling with that. um, Because it's like... Because if I'm like, having a hard time with forgiving something, it's usually because it's probably for some kind of a good reason, right? Like everybody does have a good reason for why they're holding on to unforgiveness, right? Because they were hurt, right? It's like, it's like, it's like you feel betrayed or you feel like all of the effort that you just put in is just obliterated because somebody else chooses to use their choices in a way that negatively affects you, right? And, like, they think that they're just making choices for their own life, but they don't realize until later, like maybe 20 years later, that their choices actually affect someone else's life, right? And and I know that it took me a good 20 years, right? So it's not like I can really even have these conversations with, like, people around me right now. It's just, like, I need to somehow process them and somehow get to this level of, like, ultimate forgiveness, and I know I won't be able to do it by myself. I'm probably going to do, have to do a lot more pondering and a lot more um, self-searching and praying and searching in scriptures and, like, all of those things because I'm sure Heavenly Father understands. I'm sure our Savior understands. Like, he died for us, right? And yet there's people all over the world that totally abuse their power as a human being. Whereas he died so that we could be good human beings, right? And yet there's people all over the world and they will abuse their power of agency so that they will intoxicate themselves. They will make it so that they live the most laziest, like the most like wasteful life ever. And just like most destructive and all of these things. And I get it. I get why they are such amazing human beings to be so forgiving of all these people and their choices that they make that are foolish there is so much foolishness in the world and i just think about nephi and lamanites and like you know like laman and love you like they were just so so misled so deceived And I just feel so much for Nephi, for like Moroni, like just watching all these people kill each other. And it's just like, as a mother, I have to somehow come to grips with that, right? Because I realize not everybody around me is going to make choices in the way that I would make choices, right? And I don't expect them to, right? Like... Because clearly every single person needs to own their own life they need to make their own decisions I make my I make decisions for them until they're like maybe two or so until then they're the ones choosing to put things in their mouth right like and and then it's 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 on them right but then I still need to understand when it's my turn to be like yeah but I need to brush your teeth because like you don't know how to like get to all the places because otherwise like Yes, there's like a thousand dollar thing for each tooth, but also mostly it's like, I want you to have a good life, right? Like, like I just, I just struggle so bad because like as they get older sometimes, they get into these phases where it's just like, I hate mom mentality, right? It's like, that's like their whole life mission is to hate mom and hate everything that mom stands for and, and believes in and cares about and all of this kind of thing. So sometimes it's the temptation to be like, I don't want them to know what I care about. I don't want them to know what's important to me. I don't want them to know because I care for their well-being. And so like, it's like as if I need to pretend that I care about their destruction so that when they get into those phases of like rebellion or whatever they can actually be going towards light instead of going towards darkness because that's kind of what I had I but I don't think that my own parents were were working towards my destruction I just feel like sometimes there was instances where I had a hard time with the choices or the choices that they couldn't make because they may not have known the language or they might not have had the life experience or education to then enable me to have certain choices right and then so then I was left in the dark sometimes and so now it's like what am I gonna do like I just feel so lame it's like what's the point in me caring about well-being and good lives and like and being strong and healthy and like and following like attaching myself to Heavenly Father and like living and keeping my covenants and like entering into more covenants and all these things. I can totally understand why so many parents go astray after their children leave the church, for example, because they have such a struggle with this idea of like, what was the point of all of my effort if all of it's just going to go to trash anyways, right? It's all just going to be stuffed into a garbage can, right? But I really believe in what Heavenly Father says to those parents that are just, like, struggling, because their kids are struggling. It's like, he says, just keep on the path, and because of the covenants that you've made in the temple, they will come back. They just will. You know, like, they're going to know when they get to the deepest of deeps, kind of like the um, sun the perigal son, I don't even know the word. It's like a prodigal son, right? Like that's the word. Um, Where the guy, the the son, like there was two sons, then they were all given like, or no, there was one son and he was given all these riches and stuff. And then he went and wasted it all away. And it wasn't until he was eating pig food and someone else, and he was a slave or whatever, that he decided, oh, wait a minute, I think my parents knew something, right? Like, I'm gonna go and see them, right? And, and just kind of say sorry, and just kind of make things better, and, and, and then the dad was totally like, oh my goodness, like, I've just been waiting for you to come, right? And so I'm just, like, trying to process all these things, like, earlier on, because I can see it all coming, right? It's all patterns of behavior, so it's like I'm trying to process it now, So then I'm not like surprised later when that those patterns of behavior lead to paths that are unknown. And so I'm just like, yeah, like I'm I'm processing and I'm having a hard time with that. So thankfully, I can work with what I do know and work with the powers of heaven to please help me. I'm probably gonna do some family history work or something to just like amplify this opportunity even more for me to just like be clear minded and be some kind of a person to be ready to be helpful and some kind of a guide of some sort. Because I just feel so lame and I feel like such a waste and I feel like so useless. And I know that all those feelings are kind of a lie that Satan really wants me to feel as often as possible because he really does. He wants me to feel bored all the time. He would love if I were, if I submitted to the idea that I was bored all the time and I just let him choose what I was going to put into the stage of my mind, you know? And I'd, I'd be like, Oh, I'm just so bored. Right? Like, like Satan, what do you want me to think about? Right? Like, and all of this kind of stuff. But it's like, for me, it's like, no, I need to, like I said this morning, it's like I need to step into this place where it's like, what, what is mine to do that I can do to help with my physical goals, to help with my spiritual goals, to help with my intellectual goals, to help with my social goals. Thankfully, I was able to make like a play date kind of a schedule for like the next week, for example, and just make something for like an 11 o'clock, just for next week anyway and that was nice to be like oh well there's a nice experience that we can look forward to if people are healthy right like (laughs) i'm such a fanatic i just want to have fun but i need to be okay that other people aren't on the same page and that's okay right like we're not going to be healthy every time it's a play date we're just not right like we're not going to be ready every time there's a birthday party like we're just not like, we're not going to be ready every time there's anything going on. Like, it's just like, I'm not on other people's schedules. My kids are not on my schedules. We're not on other people's schedules. It's quite a miracle that anybody ever coordinates anything to to be on the same time frame as other people. It is a miracle every time, right? Especially when mo- working with so many moving parts of diapers and food schedules and wake up times and all of this kind of stuff, right? Like, and I'm grateful that I was able to process some of this today because I was getting so tizzied out. I was getting so mad and so like frustrated about simple things, right? Like about like when we go to bed at night and when we wake up in the morning and all these things and like how fast we get ready for like the day and those kinds of things things that are just so micromanaging that are just all about perfectionism and really not founded on like truth, right? They're just all about trying to control people. And I was just getting so tizzied out about like all of the things that I wish I could control in other people. But at the same time, it's like, I don't need to. If Heavenly Father really wanted me to control something and it was necessary, I think he would give me that opportunity. But because he's created this plan, that is all about not controlling, but to like enable people to then make their choices and learn from them, it's like, that's what it is. That's just what it is. And I can't think that it needs to be something else than what it is. And so I'm just learning how to be this person that's accepting of letting go of control and accepting of letting go of perfectionism. And accepting of in, like embracing forgiveness. And accepting of um, believing that I really need help. Like I need all the help from heaven I can possibly tap into with any covenant, any commandment, any anything that I can just tap into so that I can like one feel closer to my heavenly father so that that can be awesome and two to just like live a better life right like like i've spent enough years and hours and time just like wasting right like and that's one of the superpowers of of people that are racing at home with a parent that's an immigrant and a mental illness it's just like you get into this phase where you wait for your whole life the whole first 20 years of your life, you're basically waiting. You're just waiting and growing your desire until you get to the point where you're old enough to then do the life that you actually want to live, but not just do it and fall, but you're actually learning the skills so that when you do your life, you can actually keep it up, right? And it's not just like a two-hour stint. Oh, I'm going to move out and actually I'm going to move back in, right? Like it's like, no, like it's It's like you wait your whole life so that you're developing all those skills so that once it's time for you to just like pick up and take off like a bird and fly, you can actually stay there and stay flying for as long as you want to, right? And you don't even have to touch down unless if it's like an emergency or like, you know, it's not like part of your thing. Like you can actually just keep flying, right? And that's kind of like where I'm coming from is like I am learning that I've been flying for quite some time now and, and that it's on me to give other people the opportunity to learn the things they need to learn so that they can fly when it's their turn to fly. Right. But at the same time, I can't force them. I can't just be like, push them off the edge and be like, oh, fly. And like, you know, right. Like they need to be the ones to take those steps to practice at flying. Right. And so it's like, I have no idea. I have no idea how that happens. All I know is that for me, it happened in a way where it was trial and error all the time. It was like, oh, hey, let's go and do this and have this, ouch, ow, you know, like, I don't want to do that again, right? And it was back and forth all the time. And it's like, yes, people could give me recommendations, which they did. Thankfully, I was exposed to the word of wisdom and like, you know, living a life that was as free as possible from alcohol and those kinds of things before I was invited to my first party with all those things, right? And that's the thing that I feel like I am not doing a good job of. I don't think that I'm educating the people around me well enough before we go to our first party, right? Where all of those things are going to be offered, right? And and helping them understand like how they're going to role play that experience so that they can feel empowered to feel like they can go to a party if they want to or they could actually just not, right? Like some people just choose the not route because it's way too hard for them to be um, upfront about how they do things in their personal time. Right. And that they, they don't want to have to compromise that in a social situation. And so most people just choose the route of not going to the party. Right. I had to do that a lot. I was like, I'd rather not have to explain to all these people that are going to get drunk or whatever, of what I'm trying to do and risk, you know, whatever that they might be offended or because they don't understand about this that or the other. Like I usually just chose to not go. Um, but then there's like other instances where, yeah, like you get into situations where it's your job or something, right. Or whatever, like where you just have to get into this rhythm to understand how would you be able to do this if you really had to right? like for other reasons, Um, And so I'm just kind of like, whatever, I am just going to do my own life. And when people are hungry for something, I can offer, right? If they're not hungry, then I'm just stuffing somebody that's already full with whatever they chose to be full with. That's kind of some of my thought processes.